Welcome to Chigger Radio. Do you know where you are? Man, a Motley Crew video because you're hot. Chigger Radio. Oh, you know, you're such a dick. Chigger Radio. All these years, wearing a suit to the office, I should have been a naked drummer. <laughs> Absolutely. What was I thinking? Chigger Radio. You're on 10 on your guitar. Where can you go from there? These guys are 11. Chigger Radio. This is funny because he's fat. Radio. This is the most acid I've ever seen anybody eat in my life. Welcome to Radio. Yes, welcome to Trigger Radio. I'm sorry for all this time off. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. But I will promise to try to get this show on every week. For those of you who care and want to listen, you can always join us on Facebook by liking Trigger Radio's Facebook page. Today we have a brand new barroom brawl winner, a brand new rock minute with Layla. She's coming up in a little bit. And a special guest, the comedian we all grew up on, Andrew Dice Clay, joins me today. Speaking of the Dice Man, here's my boys, Venus Vegas, with their song Saints and Sinners. Check it out. It's Trigger Radio. Everyone stops when we all walk in. Saints and Sinners, Venus Vegas, and I, and I just realized when I entered the band, I said, speaking of dice, here's Venus Vegas. One has nothing to do with the other. I just saw Vegas, and I don't know, it's just really dumb. You're listening to Chigger Radio. I'm your host, the Chigger. And right now on the phone, I have Andrew Dice Clay on the phone with me. Dice, 
Before we start, I have to say one thing. Growing up, watching your stand-up, your personality alone changed the way me and my friends spoke to each other, the way we smoked our cigarettes, the way we dressed, and with your recent appearance on Entourage, it looks like you're making a comeback, Dice. What's going on? I've always been the type to know, like, what goes on in my life, you know? Like, it's almost like looking in from the outside, and I would see all of that. You know, I would see the guys in motorcycle jackets with the Zippo lighters and the attitude, and I was like, it really affected people. I wasn't even like a comedian. That's why I call myself, you know, that, you know when, I, when I went back on TV the other night, they were asking, why do you think they lifted the ban? You know, the lifelong ban, you know. I said, you know what? You've had supermodels, you know, you've had superstars. There was never a super comic, and I'm that guy. <laughs> I'm the first super comic ever, and that's why. Because I survived it all. I go, it's a funny thing with show business. You know, they look at guys like me, will he even, even make it? You know what I mean? Make it through this time. A lot of people thought I won't even make it through that time, and I did. And I told them, you know, I might be in joke form, but that's what it is. It's a super comic. There's never been one before. There's never been a guy that said, you know what? I'm going to go out there and really take on the world. I'm the guy that's going to change things. And, you know, in the, and, and, and I'm the guy that in the world I was living in, stand-up comedy, was going to really give people a big bang for that buck. You know, I wanted to create something really exciting for people. And the effect is what you were just telling me. The way people smoked that cigarette, the way they wore that jacket, the way they acted. I mean, that's a pretty cool thing to have affected so many people like that. And now it's come full circle. Everyone's asking, like, where's Dice been? I feel like you've always been there. You just were, like, a little bit under the radar. You were on shows like ONA. You had your own radio show on Sirius. I was under the radar, though, because that was, like, far and few between. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I love ONA. I love Stern. I love all those shows. And I would do them when I can, but I was living a really stressful life. You know, not that I'm not living stressed now, you know, but the fact is, you know, when me and my wife broke up, my kids were only seven and 11 years old. And I am from Brooklyn and I do have, you know, there is another side to me. There is that side of family and taking care of them. You know, I'm not, I'm not the dice on stage when I'm off stage. You know, I'm the guy that takes care of his family, you know, first. And they needed me and I was there for them. And I don't even look at it like, I don't want no pat on the back for doing what was a natural thing and, and, and being the kind of father that, you know, kids could come to and talk to and, you know, hang with and, and share like, I don't know, just a million great moments and memories since they're babies. So, yeah, I never really went away, but I went away enough that in the public side I disappeared, and in journalist eyes I disappeared, because I was just going out and, you know, trying to hustle and make a living well. Well, I take care of my son. Right. You're two different time periods now. Has the way the world is today changed your act at all? Oh, definitely. Between technology... And what fucking absolute slobs women have turned into. <laughs> you know, the biggest hoo ever since I'm alive, you know, on this generation, 
and nobody appreciates it more than me because I, I always understood sexuality and I under I always understood when you're with a woman, let her be exactly like the pig that she really needs to be. <laughs> but with a guy, she really just fucking big. <laughs> and that, that's, you know, what I have focused on. That's why, I'm not saying every chick in the world digs me, but the ones that are with me, sooner or later, they all learn to hate me. <laughs> you know, because I'm a very creative guy, I'm a very high-strung guy, I'm a very, uh, you know, tell my wife now, yeah. my new wife, my uh, brand new fucking wife right. that I just got. I mean, she's the first girl to come along in many, many years that really just gets who I am, you know? And she is a lot younger. She's like, I don't know, 27, 28 years younger than me, whatever it is. But yeah, and I wasn't looking for a young girl, but it's just the way it came down. But get her maturity and her, her street instinct, and, and she's just really smart when it comes to what I do, and she really helps me with my business. Her name's Valerie. And, uh, you know, we met at the Playboy Mansion. She has a, a clothing line called Beauty is Pain. Yeah, and she was up there. They were dressed like the girls up there. And the minute I laid eyes on my wife, I was in love. She was in love. That was that. There was the zebra dung. And, and <laughs> I was hooked. You know, years ago when I was saying in the audience, treat me like the pig that I am. Right. You know, there were some women that would go, oh, I don't like that, you know. Today, if you don't treat them like the pig that they are, they get offended. <laughs> women today are the aggressors. I can't even take credit for kissing my wife first, because the minute we were in my house, she started making out with me. <laughs> and I'm like, you're fucking kidding. This is how it is? <laughs> you know, I'm going to marry this girl. That kid. You know, the, the following Valentine's Day. That's awesome. How long have you been married to her? A uh, year and a half. Wow, good for you, man. She's been on the Stern show with me. She's always with me, and that's that's what I needed. I like that support. I like the, uh, you know, having my chick next to me, as long as it's the right one. And they're really not in your corner when they really don't give a fuck what you do. She's my world. I mean, she's gorgeous. She's fun. You know, I'm with her 24-7, and, you know... You know, sometimes I get on the radio and go, Dice, it sounds like you pussy whipped. I go, yeah, finally. <laughs> you know how to do that. <laughs> you know? In the meantime, every night we've got to sleep about between four and six. Because my, my bedroom is an absolute nightclub at night. <laughs> you know, which, which my son, you know, Max, who does the stand-up, he does a, a, a whole bit on me in his act. And he talks about, you know, the closet being the VIP room. <laughs> That's so, great. It's fucking hysterical. <laughs> yet it's, you know, the music's going every night, you know. The whole look of the room changes from the lights I had installed and, the, <laughs> you know, the kind of furniture. And it's crazy. <laughs> That's what life should be. If you're going to marry somebody, good behavior never came naturally to me. I'll put it that way. And... A lot of people in Brooklyn are the same way. We respect that. It's, it's a New York thing. And, you know, that's why I had the problem with the guy on CNN that time when he, when he tried to, you know, I was, I, I was playing the Beacon Theater. It was sold out. And this guy wanted to ask me about a gym. You know, and I'm like, all right, do I drag this guy over his desk? <laughs> I go to the biggest news network in the world, and this guy's not prepared <laughs> to interview a comic that has sold more seats. Than, than most rock bands ever. You're asking me if I work in a gym, asshole head? <laughs>
put you back on the map, Dice. I gotta tell you, I mean, people are talking about you, you know, from being on that show again. You know, every newspaper in the country saying everything that from Dice dominates the show to he should win an Emmy for it. I mean, it's just, you know, complete resurgence, and it's exciting, uh, you know, and I'm thankful for it, believe it. Well, thank you for uh, speaking to me, man. It was invigorating and awesome. Thank you, That's right, it's time for the barroom brawl, and hey, I can't even say last week's winner, because it's like two months ago. Last show's winner, Second Skin, their fans came out in droves to vote for them. They beat out Metal Gate Mafia by a voting of like 62 to 39 or something like that. So, here's last show's winner for the fourth show in a row, it's Second Skin with Shards of Mirrors. It's the barroom brawl on Trigger Radio.
Eddie Heedles as he's performing with a pale horse named Death, who I'm performing with this weekend, if you're listening to this before December 10th. My new band, Black Ocean's opening for a pale horse named Death, which Second Skin guitarist Eddie Heedles is performing with. You get all that? No? Alright, well, here is Second Skin's opponents for the barroom brawl. The name of the band is King Kelly, which features members of Deny the Myth, who my band Smokestar used to play with back in the day. I don't want to make us sound old, but fucking band is awesome so check them out it's ken kelly and here's the title track to their new cd reading the stranger it's reading the stranger sugar radio Yeah. 
that was Ken Kelly with their song Reading the Stranger off of their CD, Reading the Stranger. They're this show's opponents for Second Skin, who's won four brawls in a row. So can Ken Kelly knock him off? Only you can decide. Go to vote on Chigger Radio's Facebook page now. You're listening to Chigger Radio. I'm the Chigger, and this is Layla. So, Layla, it's been a while. I know. How was your holiday, Chigger? My holiday? I spent it with my beautiful girlfriend. How was your holiday? It was pretty fun. Really? That's it? Just a little fun? Yeah, I kind of wish I was someplace warm. <laughs> So, you told me over the holidays you had something bad happen to you. Tell me about it. Well, yeah, it was kind of annoying. So, we went to Lowe's and, um... You and your hunky boyfriend. (laughs) And, you know, it was, of course, Black Friday. The evils of Black Friday. Uh And uh, I decided that I wanted a patio heater because I want to hang out on the deck during the winter, of course, and just, you know, chill. So I wanted to buy one of those things, and I saw one that dropped down to the price of 100 bucks, so I'm on it. So go to Lowe's, they check the inventory down in North Jersey, waited till we got down to South Jersey to buy it, go into the South Jersey Lowe's, inventory all checked, go ask the guy about, you know, where this heater is, he takes me to the shelf, Oh, they're all gone, and he turns around and says he doesn't even have it. What? I, I go back home online, Right. look it up, says it's in stock at the Lowe's, in South Jersey, and I purchase it, and then it says it's available for pickup 20 minutes later. What? Mm-hmm. So it was at the store. The whole time. The whole time. So that guy, what you're saying is that guy was pretty much lazy. This lazy POS. You can say it. It's internet radio. <laughs> this lady piece of shit did not even bother to check the inventory. And you know they use that, you know, inventory software, and they can check whatever store has it. Didn't even bother. Standing around talking to his buddies. And, and this he, guy has a job. And he has a job, exactly. And there's a million other people that would love a job standing around, shooting the shit at Lowe's. Did you guys say anything to the people at Lowe's? Well, when we were there, you know, we weren't sure if they had it. And so he just didn't want to be bothered. And he's just like, no, we don't have it. So we thought they sold out. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that, I swear, people are freaking lazy. Lazy as shit. And the unemployment rate is so high right now, and, and they're hiring lazy freaking people. It is, it is. But I think, like, I was watching the news the other day, and um, in November, apparently, they said that they were going to have an upshoot of jobs, which is ridiculous because you know that number is just because of uh, Christmas hired help and holiday help. Right. And do you think that he was holiday help? No. He was a holiday asshole, is what he was. <laughs> Did he look like a manager or anything? Nah, he was just a, a shit So you're saying that he took you to the aisle where the item was supposed to be stopped? Well, he was in front of the aisle, so he only had to walk like three feet. And then he just kind of like looked up and he was like, nah, we don't have it. But, I, but the, the kicker is that I went back home and bought it online. From the and, same exact store? It, from the same exact store and picked it up at the store. Which means that he did have it. He was just too lazy and too much of an idiot to go get it. Oh my god. Is anyone else having horror stories like this from shopping? If you have any horror stories about holiday shopping or Black Friday or piece of shit lazy assholes that are supposed to be customer service, please email us or leave messages on our Facebook. Chigger Radio's Rock Minute with Layla. With the 20th anniversary of Stone Temple Pilots' debut CD core, the band is preparing for a milestone celebration. Though no plans are confirmed yet, Guitarist Dean DeLeo has plenty of ideas for the occasion, like a possible theater tour. More information will be released soon. Due to the upcoming CD and 2012 Hell Yeah Tour, 
guitarist Greg Tribbett says that Mudvayne will remain inactive for at least another two years. Singer Chad Gray and Tribbett claim that pulling double duty can sometimes be a double-edged sword when you have to choose one band over the other. Sorry, Mudvayne fans. We won't be seeing our favorite band until at least 2014. And Motley Crue will become the first hard rock band to sign a short-term residency at The Joint in the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. The crew will play a three-week, four-night concert series starting on February 3rd and running through February 19th. You can purchase tickets at Ticketmaster.com. This is Layla, and that was your Chigger Rock Radio Minute. Before we go, I want to say thank you to Andrew Dice Clay for joining the show today. I want to thank the lovely Layla for her rock minute and accompanying me on the show. Your boyfriend must be really, really lucky. He has patience of a saint. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> and thank you to all the bands that participated on our show today. We'll see you in the next show, hopefully next week. Log in soon. Bye.